This is a weigh-in reaction video, a keys to victory video, and a final thoughts video all rolled into one. So let's start off with the weigh-in reaction. Anthony Joshua and Kubrat Pulev both weighed in around 240 pounds. AJ was a shade over and Pulev was a shade under, but there's really nothing in it, particularly for men of this size. This is not like when two lightweights weigh in, whereby they might both be the same weight on the scales, but after they rehydrate and get in the ring, one of them could be five or 10 pounds heavier than the other. Not the case with heavyweights. Heavyweights don't have to make weight. There is no weight limit in the heavyweight division. And therefore, heavyweights are fully hydrated when they weigh in and typically are almost exactly the same weight in the ring as they were on the scales the day before. So 240 pounds, both men, for all intents and purposes, are the exact same weight. Now, AJ is around three or four pounds heavier than he was for the Ruiz rematch, but we don't know what AJ had to eat and drink the morning before the Ruiz rematch weigh-in. Same way we don't know what he's had to eat and drink the morning before the Polev weigh-in. As far as my eyes can tell, he looks almost identical physically to how he was for the Andy Ruiz rematch. He is significantly lighter than he was for the first Ruiz fight where he weighed just under 248 pounds and he is 14 pounds lighter, which is a stone in English money, than he was against Carlos Takam back in 2017. That was his career heaviest of 254. Now, I have been banging on on this channel for years about how gaining excess muscle is detrimental to you as a boxer. I've personally never seen somebody gain a load of excess muscle or very rarely seen, should I say, maybe a couple of exceptions, but very rarely have I seen a fighter gain loads of excess muscle and it end up being an advantage for them. It's usually a hindrance. Anthony Joshua found that out the hard way in the first Andy Ruiz fight. So for all those people saying, Hatman, you're wrong. And a lot of these guys are people who like to go to the gym and get buffed themselves. And they would like to believe that that's going to make them better as fighters. It won't. Anthony Joshua found out that I was right in that first Andy Ruiz fight. He realized that the excess muscle was slowing him down. It was impacting on his stamina and his mobility. And therefore, for the Andy Ruiz rematch, he came in significantly lighter. Just look at the amount of weight he lost between the two fights. 10 pounds, nearly 11 pounds. So he figured out that Hatman was bang on the money. <laughs> okay. Anthony Joshua, despite the fact that he's the same height as Joe Joyce, he's not naturally the same weight. Don't make the mistake, the very basic, fundamental mistake of thinking that if two guys are the same height, they're supposed to be the same weight. No, they're not. Joe Joyce is a naturally heavier man than Anthony Joshua, despite the fact they're the same height. He's got probably denser bones and he's got more natural muscle mass. He doesn't have to take loads of protein shakes and spend hours and hours and hours in the weights room every day to get up to 260. Anthony Joshua does. In boxing, it's always better especially if you're a heavyweight, because there's no advantage that you can gain on the scales, you know, or, or in the ring where you both weigh in the same weight, but then in the ring, oh, wow, you're 10 pounds bigger than your opponent. That don't work like that, a heavyweight. So a heavyweight, it's really best to fight at your natural weight. 
Okay. AJ is discovering and finding that out now. His trainer, Rob McCracken, said after the Andy Ruiz rematch that he's probably going to stick to this kind of weight, high 230s, low 240s for the foreseeable future. And this is probably close to his walking around weight, his natural weight. He showed in the Andy Ruiz rematch that he's mobile at this weight and he had plenty of energy left in the 12th round. I know that Ruiz didn't really push him that hard, didn't force him to throw that many punches, but there was a tremendous emotional and mental strain and stress on AJ in that fight. And that can drain you. But despite all that, he still had plenty left in the gas tank in the 12th, which again, to me, shows that he's done the right thing by dropping all the excess muscle. I think he'll still be strong enough up close. And he showed that early on in his career, by the way, when he was blowing people away and what have you. Many of those fights, he was weighing around 240. So, yeah, I think it's a good weight for him. This fight against Pulev, I don't really think it's about weight. I think it's about Anthony Joshua's strategy and his mindset and where he's at mentally and emotionally. So let's move on to Kubrat Pulev's weight. Again, 240 pounds. Remarkably, he weighed 239 for his pro debut back in 2009, 11 years ago, nearly 12 years ago now. So for a 39-year-old man to weigh the same as he did 10 years prior, 11 years prior, that is very impressive. He is significantly lighter than he was against Rydell Booker and Bogdan Dino his past two fights, where he weighed 248 and 249 respectively. He's the same weight as he was against Huey Fury. And I know a lot of people don't rate Huey Fury, but that was a dominant performance by Kubrat Pulev, a good performance. 249 against Chizor. So this is one of Kubrat Pulev's lightest ever weights. So he's obviously taking the fight very, very seriously. He realizes this is probably last chance saloon. It's his second tilt at a world heavyweight title. And he wants to be successful this time and not end up losing like he did against Klitschko back in 2014. So yeah, good weight for both guys. So moving on to the keys to victory. Starting off with Kubrat Pulev. At the weigh-in, he was in AJ's face. He was golden him. He was trying to get under his skin. I think this is the exact right approach for Kubrat Pulev. I think that Kubrat Pulev is trying to plant seeds of doubt in AJ's mind. And he's hoping that AJ will come out and box cautiously because that plays into Pulev's hands. Pulev knows the kind of demons that AJ is fighting with in his subconscious right now because Pulev's been through it himself. He suffered a humiliating defeat at the hands of Vladimir Klitschko where he was on the canvas several times and got knocked out badly. So he knows how it feels. He knows what it takes to come back from it. He knows the kind of demons you have to battle with. So him jumping on AJ like this at the weigh-in, I think was an excellent tactic. And he's obviously going to be hoping that that works by way of making AJ cautious in the fight because Kubrat Pulev is a very good long-range technical boxer. He's got the best jab in the division, arguably. His jab is so good that he actually hurt Vladimir Klitschko with it in the opening seconds of their fight. Now, Kubrat Pulev got a bit overexcited in that Klitschko fight 
after he hurt Klitschko with the jab, tried to jump on him in a little bit and got caught with a big left hook. And he never really recovered. He got dropped twice in the first round. He never really recovered. But one thing that Polev was successful with in that Klitschko fight was taking away Klitschko's jab. And that's no mean feat. Other than Tyson Fury, I can't think of anybody else who successfully took away Vladimir Klitschko's jab. And when Fury did it, he didn't do it just with his jab alone. He had to use a lot of movement. Whereas with Kubrat Pulev, he held center ring and was still able to take away Klitschko's jab. His jab was connecting better to the head and more frequently than Klitschko's was. So Klitschko thought to himself, okay, he can match my jab. Let me go into my locker and pull out some things which he can't match, such as the leaping left hook at long range, such as the right hand. See, Klitschko had a far superior arsenal of power shots than Kubrat Pulev. And that's what he used to win that fight, the left hook in particular. So if you're going to fight Kubrat Pulev, you really don't want to get into a jabbing contest with him. Not even Vladimir Klitschko, who has one of the greatest jabs in heavyweight history. Not even he wanted to get into a jabbing contest with Kubrat Pulev. You have to go to the power shots. Polev, of course, is going to want to avoid that. He doesn't have the same kind of short punches, the hooks and uppercuts that AJ has, a mid-range and close range. He's going to want to keep it long, behind the jab, and have a nice, steady, slow pace. That's what, particularly at 39 years of age, he wants a nice, slow pace. Similar to the Huey Fury fight, where he's just able to control everything on the outside. He is an incredibly patient fighter, Kubrat Polev. He is not at all concerned about a fight where it's nip and tuck and there's only one or two punches difference in terms of who won a round. He likes that kind of fight. The other guy gets frustrated in that kind of fight against Kubrat Polev. And that's the kind of fight he's going to be looking to draw Anthony Joshua into. I think that's why he's trying to put AJ on his heels at the moment at the weigh-in and so on. So, that's what he's got to do. Make it a fiddly fight. Make it a long-range fight. Intimidate AJ in whatever way he can. When AJ does get up close, Polev needs to wrap him up. And it's not like Polev doesn't have enough power to hurt Anthony Joshua. I think he can if he lands right. But as I say, he's not as prolific as AJ with the short and mid-range hooks and uppercuts. Not as accurate doesn't punch as hard. I'm, again, if he catches AJ with his best shot, I'm sure he can hurt him. But what are the odds at mid-range and close range if they're exchanging of Polev landing a de damaging punch before AJ does? I think it favors AJ significantly in a situation like that. So, yeah, that's the keys to victory for Polev. Just uh, keep reminding AJ of what happened in that Andy Ruiz fight one way or another trying to evoke those memories, keep him on the outside, on the end of that very powerful jab, go to the body with the jab when he can. And Kubrat Puller, by the way, he does have a right hand. It's not particularly accurate a lot of the time. He tends to do everything with his jab, including countering. And because his jab is so powerful, he's actually stopped people with his jab. He stopped Matt Skelton with a, a jab to the body. And as I say, he rocked Vladimir Klitschko noticeably. Klitschko's legs buckled. 
from a pull-off jab. It's a very, very powerful shot. So, as I say, keep it long, use the jab, try and get AJ to be cautious and look to either stop AJ later on in the fight or win on points. Now, as far as Anthony Joshua, he needs to do the opposite. He needs to not allow Pulev to get into that rhythm where he's just sitting on the outside, controlling things with the jab, keeping the fight nice and mundane, you know, where nothing too spectacular is happening. Can't allow him to do that. He must get in there. He doesn't need to be reckless. He's still dealing with a big man, 240 pounds. And AJ's chin is not the best. But he needs to not get into a jabbing contest. Needs to maneuver himself into positions where he can actually stay outside Pulev's jab. See, Pulev's jab is his primary weapon. What Klitschko did so well, if you go and watch that fight, Klitschko was like, okay, I'm not going to try and exchange jabs with the head to this guy. But what I am going to do is jab him to the body and jab him to the chest because that pushes him away. So his jab can't get me. So if he's going to take my jab away, I'm going to try and minimize his jab as well by jabbing him to the body and pushing him out of the way, you know, getting him off out of his position. And then once he's out of position, I'm going to catch him off guard with these leaping left hooks. AJ needs to do something similar. Now, AJ doesn't really have a leaping left hook the way Vladimir does, but maybe he's been working on it for this camp. What he does have is a very fast right hand over the top. AJ is an underrated counterpuncher. AJ is actually one of the better counterpunchers in the heavyweight division. Very sharp with his counters. Now, it's difficult to counter Pulev's jab because it's so long, it's fast, and he tends to bring it back, his hand back to a, a fairly high up position, so he's able to parry or block right hands that come over the top. Although Klitschko was able to land a few, it was primarily the left hook that Klitschko was landed in that bout. AJ, I think, is going to need to go to the body here, and I'm sure Pulev's going to try and go to AJ's body as well with a jab, but AJ needs to go to the body, needs to try and slow Pulev's uh, feet down because Pulev moves in and out of range backwards and forwards very, very well. Go to the body when he can. Not be too anxious to end the fight early, but realize that he's going to have to gradually break this guy down over a number of rounds. Now, I do think that if AJ was able to get Pulev into an exchange and open up early on in the fight, I think AJ could end it early. But it's easier said than done. And it all depends on where AJ's at mentally. Because in that Andy Ruiz fight, the first one, he, had, he hit Andy Ruiz with a great shot, which dropped him. When Ruiz got up, AJ went all out. I mean, he was throwing everything at Andy Ruiz. And during that moment, when AJ was emptying the tank, he gets caught and the fight is effectively over from that point. Even though it went several rounds further and Anthony Joshua got off the canvas several more times. Effectively, after Andy Ruiz landed that left hook, the fight was done. And so AJ, in his mind, must be concerned about opening up like that on an opponent again. See, most people feel powerful when they're opening up. AJ felt powerful. He felt in control until he got caught with that left hook on the temple. 
And so when he's opening up on an opponent now, there must be that nagging doubt in the back of his mind. Like, what if I get caught again? You see? And this is what can play into Kubrat Polev's hands. And this might be a, a reason why AJ won't open up early on in the fight. Why it might take a little bit of uh, panic, maybe. Rob McCracken telling him it's a close fight. You know, you've, you're letting him get behind the jab and, and what have you. You need to jump on him. It might take that in order for AJ to finally grab the fight by the scruff of the neck, grab the bull by the horns and actually take it to Kubrat Pulev. So, yeah, that's what AJ's got to do. Educated pressure. Try and stay on the outside of Pulev's jab. Yeah, because I don't AJ can move his head, but his head movement is not particularly great. I think he's better off using his feet to stay outside Pulev's jab and just not engaging him in that jabbing contest and then being episodic, being an ambush fighter a little bit, certain moments, jumping in and unleashing combinations to the body, to the head and then getting outside again unless he manages to hurt Pulev and which stay inside and get the job done. So that's what I think Anthony Joshua should do. Those are my keys to victory. Now, as far as my final thoughts, a lot of people are seeing this fight as a foregone conclusion. I don't know why. In heavyweight boxing, anything can happen. And 2019, with AJ's loss to Andy Ruiz, that should have shown them. They should have learned a lesson from that. Yeah, Andy Ruiz is a young guy. Kubrat Pulev's an old guy. I mean, how old was Corey Saunders when he knocked out Vladimir Klitschko? I think Klitschko was about 26 and Saunders was about 38. So again, in heavyweight boxing, this stuff happens and you've got a guy in AJ who's only one fight removed from a devastating knockout loss. So don't see this as a foregone conclusion. Yes, AJ should win on paper and he has the capacity, you know, he's got the firepower if he applies it correctly to take Pulev out fairly early. But it's the mental aspect. It's the tactics. It all depends on these things. So, I think that Anthony Joshua is probably going to have a fiddly fight here. But it's a fight he can learn from. If he was to go out there and just blast Kubrat Pulev out of the water, even though that might look impressive and it might win back the confidence of a lot of fans with AJ looking to take on Tyson Fury in an undisputed fight, I think it would actually serve him better to go a few rounds here and have to figure Kubrat Pulev out because that's the kind of fight it might be against Tyson Fury. It depends how Fury wants to fight. If Fury goes at AJ... I think it's a more straightforward equation for Joshua. But if Fury uses his height and reach and tries to make it awkward, then it's going to be very tough for Anthony Joshua. And in which case, he's going to have to go look for him. He's going to have to solve a puzzle. So this could be, even though Pulev is no Tyson Fury, although I'd say he's got a more powerful jab, but he's no Tyson Fury. If AJ has to solve a puzzle here, it might be a nice 
dress rehearsal. It might be a nice bit of preparation for a Tyson Fury fight. You see what I'm saying? While some people might, let's say AJ struggles a little bit. It's a close fight, but he ends up winning on a late stoppage. Some people are going to look at that and say, oh, he's got no chance against Fury. I would look at it and say, that's the exact experience he needed going into the Fury fight. Especially if it's a situation where AJ is tentative early and he finds his confidence during the fight. If it's that kind of situation, I think AJ will gain so much psychologically. Battling his own demons in the fight to come through and win by stoppage in the end once he decides to let those demons go, apply himself and be aggressive. You see it. So I think this is a obviously a mandatory fight, but potentially it's a good learning experience for Anthony Joshua and good preparation for Tyson Fury. Again, Pulev is no Tyson Fury, but he is a good long-range boxer with a very powerful jab who can make it awkward for you, who likes a fiddly fight. And if AJ can overcome that in good style, it stands him in good stead. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below about Anthony Joshua versus Kubrat Pulev. Both weighing in around 240 pounds. Do you think this is a good weight for these guys? I personally think it is. I'm expecting both guys to look sharp and fast. And hopefully we get an entertaining spectacle, irrespective of who wins. So let me know how you guys feel. If you'd like to access all my boxing content advert free and enjoy the convenience of listening via a podcast app with the option to download in high quality MP3, then consider joining me on Patreon. In addition to the aforementioned perks, you'll also gain access to exclusive weekly live stream Q&A sessions and hangouts, as well as uncensored, no-holds-barred uploads, which are too blue for YouTube. This includes my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. Just head on over to my Patreon page and select the tier called Hatman Boxing Extra. There's no contract, there's no commitment, it's only £2.50 a month, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of hardcore boxing enthusiasts by signing up with me here on Patreon today.